Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today I have someone sitting in the Hopemobile with me. She is a very precious young lady, and I'm already tearing up. <laughs> I grabbed the tissues because I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I've been holding it back the whole time, I feel like. So our families have known each other for probably a good five or six years. And when I say families, I mean like parents, kids, grandkids. I mean, just we all uh, have gotten to know each other over the years. And Erica's son, Sheldon, has an In Loving Memory Heart on the Hope Mobile, which mm-hmm. she got to see when mm-hmm. she walked in here tonight. So precious. And um, Erica, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but there are so many things about you that remind me of Becca Mm. and my daughter Becca. Mm. And that's probably one reason why I'm just so drawn to you Mm. (laughs) besides just what kind of a person you are but yeah. but yeah That's so sweet. <laughs> so anyway Erica thank you for joining me thank tonight thank you for having me it's such an honor <laughs> yeah so I'll do a formal introduction here now Erica has been married for nine years to Justin and she is the mother of four children Shiloh Shay and Sheldon who's growing up in heaven and she has a rainbow baby girl Zoe mm-hmm. and Erica is a stay-at-home mom she loves to create with makeup and with music. Mm -hmm. She's a worshiper and not just on a platform on Sunday mornings. She lives a life of worship. Mm -hmm. And Dave and I have personally been blessed by her calling and her anointing both in church services and outside the four walls of a building in just everyday life. Her faith and heavenly perspective are contagious and overflows into all the areas of her life, spilling out onto those around her. And even before we turn the microphone on, we've been having (laughs) some good, good conversation here. And if you want to hear Erica sing, (laughs) she has a YouTube video that now has over 15 million views crazy (laughs) so some of you may have seen this and not realized who i'm talking to this video she surprised her husband justin who is the groom at their wedding by coming down the aisle singing from this moment Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah so that video has 15 million views more so i'll go ahead and put a link to that in the show notes for anyone who wants to (laughs) to see it (laughs) and uh so you can you can hear her sing so Erica, whenever I have a guest, I always like to have them start out by sharing their story. So would you share Sheldon with us, please? Yeah. Sheldon was a gift. He was a little secret gift that I had no idea about and didn't really learn about him until after he was already gone. So I was thinking it was our girl the whole time. You know, the pregnancy was hard. I was throwing up all the time, just like every other pregnancy. And they were still, it still felt like it was, it got better, you know. I thought, like, I was getting better. I wasn't as sick, and I just felt like my life was coming back into me. But really what was happening was he had passed away, and I didn't even know it. And my hormone lovers were, were evening out again. And we had our ultrasound scheduled to find out the gender, and I was just anxious, so anxious. I'm like, I know it's our girl. I know it's our girl. You know, I know it is. Leading up to the ultrasound appointment, I had not bought anything 
I had not bought any party favors, nothing. We were going to have a gender reveal party that day. The ultrasound was going to happen that afternoon, and then the party was going to happen three hours later. I'm like, oh, I should probably, I remember the morning of the ultrasound. I'm like, I should probably, you know, clean up the house. I just, there was no desire in me. And even days before that, I remember saying to my mom, I haven't felt this baby move. Hmm. Like, I felt this baby move, like, maybe, man, I don't even know, maybe a couple times, barely. Hmm. Like, I remember I was holding my nephew for the first time. That was the last time I remember him moving, and that was around 15 weeks, and that was around the time that they said that that was when he stopped growing. Hmm. And so it was almost like God gave me that special moment with Hmm. him because you don't really feel babies move that early, you know, necessarily. At least I don't really remember feeling until like at least 18 weeks. And so that was really special. That was a a kiss from the Lord mm-hmm. to me, you know. And so fast forward back to the ultrasound day. I, you know, didn't buy anything. I didn't have any food. I didn't have any decorations. I had nothing planned. I can't believe Justin let me do that. I don't even know <laughs> what was going on. It was like we were both in like a twilight zone. I don't even know how to explain it. But obviously my body knew I just mentally didn't know. Spiritually, my body knew because he wasn't with me anymore. You know, mm-hmm. his spirit was gone. Mm-hmm. His spirit was with Jesus. I remember the Lord just saying, you know, just come be with me. Just come be with me right now. And so I went and I snuggled up in the chair, got my Bible set in front of me, and I'm just flipping through the pages. I'm reading about the disciples and the connection that he has with them. And then I ended up on Lazarus and the story of Lazarus and reading through that and just thought like, wow, how powerful. And I fell asleep and I wasn't even tired. I was not tired at all. I got really good sleep the night before. So I'm like, the Lord was preparing my body. He was preparing my mind. He was preparing my heart for what was about to happen because I literally woke up right when we needed to go to the ultrasound appointment. And so Justin and I went and I just remember feeling so anxious and I wasn't nearly as anxious as what I was before I went to sleep and spent time with the Lord. Mm. So I'm like, if I did not do that, I know I would have been a train wreck. Mm. I just know I would have been because I was really anxious and I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just don't, something doesn't feel right. Something's not right. You know, I'm just really scared, honestly. And Justin's like, it's going to be okay. We go into the ultrasound tech and Right when she puts that thing on my stomach, I see, you know, a baby there. You see the spine, the head, everything, the limbs, everything is perfectly in its place. And this baby's not moving. And I'm just like, something's weird. And she'd move the wand so it looked like the baby was kind of moving, you know. But she was pretty quick to be done. She said, I'm going to have to send you to your doctor. She's ready for you. Oh my gosh, this is not happening. This is not happening to me. This is not happening to me. This happens to other people and that I know, that I'm related to, that I love, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen to me. You never think it's going to happen to you, you know? So as we're walking back, I'm just like shaking because I know. And you just, obviously, the first stage of grief or whatever, can you even put a first stage on it? But denial was there in my face, you know? Like, I don't want to hear those words. I don't want to hear it, you know, and my doctor, she just said how sorry she was and just that we, our baby had no heartbeat and she doesn't know how to explain it. And we just broke down to a million pieces right in front of her and she's bawling. I don't have a reason. I don't know, you know, and 
these are options and she hugged me and I'm just she's like take you know we don't want to go too long because you're 19 weeks and this baby has only grown past 15 weeks so it's been a month and I remember feeling shame for how did I not know you know as a mother connected to your child how do you not know and then I started to feel like oh that's kind of gross isn't it you know just these thoughts that would come into my head and like morbid you know kind of thing and I just remember walking out of that place with my husband holding his hand really tight thinking I don't want to tell anybody this I don't want to tell anybody this. I don't want to. I'm broken right now. I'm heartbroken. I don't want to break my family's heart. I don't want to, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't want to make this a bigger deal than it already is. Like, I don't know. There was just all these thoughts. It was just swirling in my head. We told our family. We had to call or message everybody that was a part of the gender reveal party because otherwise they were going to show up at my house in like two hours. And I'm just like, this cannot be. And I remember... After going back downstairs from telling our my brother-in-law and his wife, I remember her texting me saying, the Lord just gave me one word for you, and it's hope. I'm speaking hope over you and believing hope for you. And I'm like, thank you, you know. And I called my best friend, and she just wasn't going to stand for it. She was like, I'm believing this baby's heart to come back to life. This baby's going to wake up. This baby's going to come back to life and be full into 19 weeks. That's what we're going to declare. That's what we're going to believe, Erica. Don't be afraid to have faith. Don't be afraid of disappointment. Don't be afraid of something not happening even when you believed it to happen, you know. And so she really sparked a flame in my heart. And I'm just like, let's do this. Let's declare. Let's believe. Let's get people over here and declare it over this baby because her name means life, you know. And so we did. We worshiped. We prayed. We bawled. We prayed. We bawled more and had the pastor and his wife over and they prayed and declared with us and believed with us. And so we found out on a Wednesday and then we took the whole day Thursday and then Friday morning we were going to have a confirmation for the ultrasound again because I wanted it. I was like, I need nothing's happening until I know, you know, for certain because God has the last word. And that's what I've always believed. That's what I will always believe, no matter what. That I don't care if the scan says that. I don't care if you say that. I don't care if your medical records say this. He has the last word. He has the final say. That morning, I opened up to my devotional, and it said, I have a ministry for you. And right then, it was like I knew. I knew that this baby wasn't going to come back. I knew this baby was destined for heaven. Not too good for earth. I can't stand that saying because what are my other babies? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a break. We can't give an excuse to our pain of not having them here. Like, they're not, they're, you know, they're worthy of heaven. That's just, no, I just, that bothered me so much. So I just said he was destined for heaven. That was my favorite. That's what I speak over him. And I remember I was packing my bags and Justin's like, bawling why are you packing your bags like we're gonna stay like we have to stay you know because that means you know I'm like I'm preparing for the even if and that's when Mercy Me came out with that song even if and I oh my gosh that song so powerful you know I know you're able I know you can save through the fire with your mighty hand but even if you don't my hope is you alone my hope is you alone we were driving there it was really early in the morning I had the bags I'm like this is even if but I kind of knew in my heart. I, 
I knew we believed full wholeheartedly there was no more that there was no more faith we could have had to make mm-hmm. it happen you know what I mean like maybe you didn't have enough faith no mm-hmm. it's not true we I know the Lord was honored with the way we believed in that moment you know and he that was a burnt offering to him and I know that that fragrance was so sweet to heaven you know and so when we're driving there we're driving in silence and we're holding hands and it was the craziest storm that night it was awful outside during the labor process it was an over 10 hour 11 hour labor and they said it could take days and Mm. I'm like oh please lord don't let this take days they did did. yeah they did they did they had to because it had been a month and they're like "Uh, we don't want it to because it could become toxic you know and Mm -hmm. They had even said, oh, we hadn't even decided if we wanted to see him or not. You know, we didn't know if, like, the baby was going to be intact because they're like, it's been a long time. doesn't take long for their body to deteriorate, so we don't really know what we're looking at. But I remember seeing that ultrasound picture, and I remember thinking, yeah, that baby looked pretty perfect to me, mm-hmm. you know. But again, coming out, you just don't know. You just don't know. And we didn't even know if we wanted to see the baby. We were a little freaked out. We had no idea what we were doing. We had no idea what, you know, and I've seen people have family there with them. And I'm like, why didn't we do that? Should we have done that? You know, Mm -hmm. thinking hindsight. And Mm -hmm. my mom's like, no, it was perfect. It was intimate. It was you and your husband. Don't second guess what you chose Mm -hmm. to do because you did what was best for you. And I'm like, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. So I had the best nurses. My doctor was with me the whole time and she was never with me for Shiloh she was never with me for Shay so it was a blessing to be able to have her and my dream was to deliver this baby naturally and I was able to do that and I didn't get an epidural or anything I did it and it was super painful even though his body was so small you still are feeling like you're in full-term labor that's what that's Mm -hmm. you know you're being induced with these really intense steroids Mm -hmm. drugs whatever they put in you you know and I remember, like, I was like, ah, oh. it was, it was pretty traumatic. It was pretty tragically. That's just the way it happened. It was like, it blindsided me. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to have to push this baby out, you know, and it just, I had to go to the bathroom and that's how he ended up coming out. Oh. And I remember sitting there shaking because I felt mm-hmm. those sweet, mm-hmm. precious limbs fall out of me mm-hmm. the second I sat down. And I just started screaming, and I'm just like, something, something just happened. I don't know what happened, you know? And the nurse, they all come running in, and Justin's like, what? It was an out-of-body experience in that moment. Mm. Like, I felt like I was floating above my body. Like, I needed to escape this moment right now because I am just not ready for this. I thought it was going to take days, you know? Like, I was prepared for that. And, okay, not ready for this no, I'm not ready to be apart from you yet, you know, kind of thing. And I remember them saying, you need to get up. You need, we need to get you back in bed because after that, you know, you're bleeding. There's all this stuff that goes with it. It's like giving birth. It just, it's, it's what was happening. And I'm just sobbing. I'm just screaming. I can't do anything but scream. That's the loudest. I've never cried like that in my entire life. It was just like complete, utter anguish of what just happened and I remember Justin holding me saying the baby's with Jesus the baby's with Jesus because in my mind my baby's in the toilet right now what what did I do did I do this you know these are the thoughts that are going through my head and some and I just kept screaming the baby's with Jesus the baby's with Jesus you declare it even if you don't feel it Mm -hmm. you know you eventually your feelings are going to line up with the truth 
So they finally got me back over to the bed, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do now. Like, what is happening? They had, you know, the placenta didn't come out. It didn't detach from me, so it's still there, and it was, that was a whole other thing. I had to have surgery. That was an interesting experience, but a powerful experience, too. So I remember the nurse just saying, he's perfect. It's a boy. And I just looked mm. at Justin oh like, what mm-hmm. is happening? And I just started bawling my eyes out. And she's like, do you want to hold him? He's perfect. There's nothing mm. wrong with him. He's just like, I'm like, what's he look like? You know? And she's like, he looks like a baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I want to hold him. You know? And so she got him all cute. And I see it as a blessing now that he fell in the toilet because it rinsed him off mm. because he was pretty <laughs> bloody, you know, obviously. Mm babies are Mm -hmm. but his skin was so fragile that you couldn't wipe it you know you couldn't wipe his skin it was just there was something about they couldn't even get his feet prints or anything it just kind of he was held perfectly intact by the lord just for us to be able to have that moment with him because what was so chaotic what was so traumatic what was so crazy with the storm the storm stopped the moment he was born and the skies were like this beautiful purple pink you know storm like after storms the sky just kind of it was the most beautiful sky i've ever seen i didn't even get to see it until later because people were posting pictures on facebook that day they're like look at this sky after the storm and people had no idea what we were going through because we weren't telling anybody obviously and so the moment they put him in my hands i just was completely in love and the, it was like the peace that passes all understanding mm-hmm. just like boom, in the entire room. And even the nurses felt it. And we held him for about two hours. We felt really good about the time that we had with him and got lots of pictures. I haven't shared like the intimate pictures yet, but I know the Lord is leading me into it eventually. I just I think he's kind of being sensitive with me and when I want to do that. Yeah. Because this is still pretty fresh for you, Yeah, Erica. it's been, what, what he'll be two date? years, well, we just yeah. had our two-year anniversary, August 9th. Yeah. Um, and then he'll be, his due date was January 1st. So it's like, mm-hmm. these holidays, you know, yes. geez, like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a new year, it's supposed to be, and it's just been hard. It's hard every year. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how you can put a put a word to like your grief you just as long as there's time something that I recognize in the Bible I was reading about grief and it says that grief actually almost means the same word as weight (laughs) and I thought that was so powerful I'm like that's why you want the world to stop (laughs) when things like this happen because you are just hit with something and it's grief mm-hmm. of loss of, you know, and you want everybody to wait. Yes. You want everything to stop. You want the mm-hmm. world to stop spinning. You're just like, hold on a second. Something just happened to me. Mm-hmm. You guys aware of this? Why are you, you know, mm-hmm. why are you going on? My like, life just stopped. Yeah. Everybody should stop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. After, you know, le- they were, they were going to take like a part of him to test and see what happened and she's like or we can just take your placenta and do it that way i'm like please just do it that way you're not touching him don't take anything from him you know (laughs) but um the funeral home that we were connected with they were so awesome we're like we're doing a service for him we are going to celebrate this baby's life because the impact that he had on the 19 weeks that we were with him 
is more than we could ever have imagined. I remember they couldn't get my placenta out. They couldn't. They had to do surgery. And I remember being wheeled down to the surgery. Justin was beside himself, bawling, thinking I'm going to die too. Mm-hmm. Because they say all the risks, you know, they list out all the things that could possibly happen to you. And as I'm being wheeled down there, I didn't have my contacts in, didn't have my glasses on, so I can't see anything. And I'm just like, Lord, I am completely and utterly helpless. I have no control on what's about to happen to me. They're about to intubate me and put me under, and I have no idea if I'm going to wake up. But I just pray right now that you take control of this and you help. I need, I need you. I need you. And I trust you. I trust you with everything. And as I'm saying that, I see him in the corner of the operating room right there, like in his robe in all his glory. And I can't see his face well because I don't have my contacts in. I'm just like, (laughs) dang it. The one time, you know, I actually see him in physical form in the room with me. I can't even see him. Of course. Yeah. You know, but it was super powerful. And that's when I, you know, they put me to sleep after I saw him. And even though it was horrible and hard, he was with us the whole time. And he was feeling with us the whole time. Everything kind of passed, and it was the next day, and we were going to go home. A song just was released, a new album by Jesus Culture. But one of the songs on there was called Center of Your Love, and it just, man, right there. That is the song. And there were times where I couldn't listen to it anymore because it just was too painful. But it's such a good song, and it was like my anthem the chorus is, I know you are for me. I know you are with me. The God of more than enough is living inside me. So even though my baby's not living inside me anymore, he is living inside me and he's more than enough. And so he can fill that void. He can fill that hole. We went home and Justin hadn't showered yet. So he gets in the shower and I'm sitting on the couch, just kind of staring into nothing. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what? I'm just like coming to the realization, like he's not with me anymore. And I just was like bawling. And I'm like, Lord, I would have given up all those dreams that you put inside me for him to be alive. And the Lord's like, I know. And I, I remember when I was pregnant with him, before I knew I was pregnant with him, I was in a, I had a vision that I was in a rocking chair and I was rocking a newborn in our living room before I knew I was pregnant with him. And I was pregnant with him at that time. And I remember writing in my journal after I delivered him and after he'd already been gone that I thought that baby in that vision was him. But the Lord had different plans. And I knew it was for hope, to not give up hope, to believe for the future, to believe that what he said was for us, that it was a promise, that he wasn't ripping the rug out from under me, because he's a good father. And so when these things happen, you can't really make sense of it. And you have to surrender that why. Because he told me, whenever you try to understand that why, all my peace is going to leave you. Because you can't. There was no explanation. The placenta came back clean. All the numbers, everything was normal. So there's nothing other than the fact that the enemy stole from us. That is what happened. Because we live in an imperfect world. We live in a sinful world and we don't live in a perfect world. That is God's goal. That's his heart. He wants heaven to come to earth. And so he knew that he was going to be glorified in this. And he knew that this investment 
in heaven was going to be so painful and so hard, but he also knew that it was going to hone things in me and Justin, in our marriage, in our family, in our children, and it was going to, that's how he brings good out of things, you know, even though it doesn't feel like it in the, in the moment. Um, I remember sitting there staring off into space, just being like, what just happened? Is this even real? Is this my life? Like, can I wake up now? That would be great, you know? And all of a sudden, the Lord shows me a vision of Sheldon in heaven. And he's in this big open field, and Jesus is with him. And he's holding him and, like, spinning him around and kissing his precious face. He looks like his brothers. And I'm just like, I am so angry at you. I was just mad. Like, I wasn't even happy that he was showing me that. I was mad at him. And I just blatantly said it out loud. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you show me this? You stole him from me. You took him from me. How dare you do that? You know, I was just, oh man, I was flaming mad at the Lord. This is where we are ending this week's podcast. As you've probably already guessed, there is more to this story of God pulling back the curtain to let Erica see her son Sheldon, and we will pick that up next week. Erica's story is extremely unique. I think you can tell that in how much she was aware that God was there for her and with her. And because she had these experiences and encounters, Erica has a wonderful depth to draw from, to bring insight from the Holy Spirit into our lives as grieving parents. As Erica continued to talk, there was so much that I was gleaning from her and so many things that she just put in a in a way in words that just really hit exactly how we feel or what we need to see. It was just so good. So I hope you join me for next week's episode as we continue to talk with Erica Mitchell. And now let's go on to the birthdays. We have Joshua Nicholson who was born on October 9th and is forever 29. Naeem Deloach was born on October 10th and is forever 20. Mitchell, who is from Singapore, was born on October 12th and is forever 17. We know how important it is to remember our children on this special day, and we celebrate with these families the day that these children came into the world. If you would like to have your child shared with our listeners, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org birthdays. There's a form with the information I need. Just fill it out, submit it. And I would be honored to announce your son or your daughter's birthday on this podcast. In my talk with Erica, we were just getting started with where God comes into play with the death of our child. She shares a lot of helpful insights and is such an encourager. I really do hope you join me again next week to hear more because I am pretty sure there will be something said that will be just what you need. Until then, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.